0: So jobs. Pam, I bought your book today actually. I saw <laughs> So, I, I have trouble with your like, you know, I bought your book today so I didn't get that far. But <laughs> I have trouble with the number 1 tip, and I've heard this from other places as well, but it's to keep your resume down to one page.
1: That's not my number 1 tip.
0: No, I don't want to give spoilers, but
1: I mean, you can anyway. spoil it. <laughs> it's in chapter 1. The number 1 <laughs> tip spoilers is you shouldn't you book. shouldn't be sending a resume if you can help it. Hmm. Right. That's really what it is. If you do have to send one, it should be one page. But if someone is looking at your resume to decide whether or not they want to talk to you, then you're doing it wrong.
0: Hmm.
2: Do you think that applies to all industries or just ours?
1: I think that probably applies to all industries. I mean, my book is focused on like speaking to our industry, but Mm -hmm. that's just because that's what I know. Uh, But I mean, I really think it is when you look at what the canonical job advice things like what color is your parachute and things like that they all would say similar advice
0: what color is your parachute
1: what color is your parachute is a classic job hunting book
0: i uh, what color is your parachute
2: i've
1: never made it through <laughs> i did i did skim through it because it is in the in the field but it's a little bit about um what color is your parachute it's also for people who are like like you graduate with a liberal arts degree and you don't know what you should be doing. And so it helps you maybe figure out what maybe you might should be doing, which definitely my book is not about that.
0: So I know the idea of a golden parachute. What do other color parachutes mean?
1: I don't know. Like you don't want like a mud brown parachute or like a the sickly gray parachute. I
0: want an orange parachute
2: or, or what's a rainbow a, parachute. What's a golden parachute?
1: That's, uh, if I have, if I remember correctly, that's when, isn't a golden parachute when an executive gets fired?
0: Yeah. And they get fired and given enough severance or going away money that they're fine for life
1: if they want to be. Mm -hmm. It's like once you become rich enough, there is no such thing as failing because you just keep making more money no matter what you do.
0: So I have had so many jobs that if I just list them out, it pretty much takes up one page. So I don't know how to make a one-page resume.
1: You also might want to cut some of your older jobs.
0: Yeah. Or summarize them.
1: No, because you want to really... if like That's the thing. is There's other people who do lots of resume stuff. And if you do want to focus on your resume, they'd have lots of advice for you. Uh, I think Anthony Gold has some good resume stuff.
0: So but, just like a bullet being like 1999 to 2010 computer stuff?
1: No, like, focus on your last roles and then the bullets underneath them focus on things that you shipped that show that you did something that was valuable and preferably had business impact.
3: Right. I used to have a resume on my my website. It was a separate repo built with make. (laughs) Uh, But it's not there anymore. I'm trying to remember where where I put it.
2: Pam deleted it for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, also, my resume is horrible. That really is like, I don't get interviews based on it because it doesn't matter. I usually try to refuse to send it. So if someone asks for it, I say, well, I have LinkedIn if like you really want, but really we should have a phone call and have a conversation about what you're looking for and see if we have a mutual fit.
2: It seems to be a necessary thing, though. No, it's so, not. Uh, bigger companies, they're like really into it.
1: Like you have to have one in order to fill out the form. But I filled out for Comcast, I filled out the job application after I had the job.
3: Mm. for my resume the last commit was from august 2013 and i merged a pull request from somebody else
1: (laughs) you know i actually had to to like to update my resume today because i'm doing some local program in philadelphia and it required a resume and i was like shit (laughs) i have to guess i have to update that luckily i think it was because it was a docx and so i was able to edit it from dropbox through microsoft online so i could edit it right there
2: if it was on GitHub, you can do the same.
1: Yeah, but what am I gonna do? Like have it in LaTeX and have to run the markdown. file conversion? Markdown. No, but I need to send a PDF. I'm not gonna you can't upload Markdown to someone's stupid form. So when I have print. a
3: I, I was wrong, <laughs> it's not built with make, it's a, it's a rake file. But it it takes markdown and spits a PDF out. Mm. Um So does mine, but it's not on GitHub.
2: It uses the GitHub like style sheet and then it just prints out a nice Programming
0: format. I have a version that I use if I have to speak to a recruiter and I'll just bold all the keywords and they love that.
3: <laughs> we should probably talk about recruiters at some point too.
0: I don't know if I reversed my opinion, but I think they might be a good fit for me. But what are your all opinions on, on recruiters?
3: I think company I,
2: <laughs> recruiters like that them. work at a company.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Tend
3: yeah, that's just decent. That's just their role is to hire for that company. It's not like they are... I think when we say recruit, we're talking about like people that are Hounding. contracted by companies to fill a position and then get like a portion of the salary. I don't know. I get a ton of like recruiter emails that are for jobs that are completely unrelated to anything I'm interested in. Yep. And I tell them that, and then I still get emails <laughs> for those jobs.
1: No, you know that you know this, don't you? That you never ever respond. Never, <laughs> never, ever. But sometimes
3: if they know you're alive. because oh, I went sometimes from a coldly to a warmly. Because
1: you exactly, you went from a coldly to a warmly. Never ever respond, and I mark sometimes them as spam. Sometimes if
3: you don't respond, they I they mark them as spam because I want to
1: wreck their mail servers.
3: But one day I might want a job, and then i want to like reach out to them.
1: Those aren't the people you want to reach out to. They're garbage <laughs> people made of trash.
3: No, so I would have uh, mirrored
0: that. I think I've said much worse things than than uh, calling recruiters <laughs> trash in the past. <laughs> but I think one of my problems, like, so uh, as I mentioned in the last episode, uh, I went from, you know, having very few rejections in my software interviewing career to having a lot uh, and in my own little personal retrospective. I think one of my problems is maybe like, I'm just really bad at selling myself and I'll try to be maybe too humble And I think recruiters just like don't have that sense of shame and they'll just, you know, talk about all the conferences I spoke at and, you know, probably add some bullshit on top of that. But I think that's like a good service that I'm not capable of providing for myself.
1: That that kind of, oh, oh, the recruiters do that part for you is what you want. yeah, Yeah, the good, like the few independent recruiters that I've liked will do that for their clients.
2: Are you saying you don't have white man confidence Len? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, I guess because he's not a mediocre white man. He's a little bit better. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was replaying some of my interviews and one of the rejections I got. And I was thinking like, uh, these guys, these two like back-end guys uh, actually vetoed me at this company. Oh, and yeah. I was just like thinking out, like when they came in and just the way I, I like present myself. Like I was talking about my transition from being a .NET developer to being a Ruby developer.
1: Oh, God. You know, Why did you mention <laughs> the words .NET?
0: Uh, actually, because they had done some .NET. Okay, then
1: that's yeah. Great.
0: I try to keep I keep that I keep that little secret buried in the past. Unless keep like it close. It comes up <laughs> for some reason. I was mentioning you know doing a lot of JavaScript as the bridge, and you know I wasn't doing a lot of JavaScript. I was actually speaking about JavaScript, but I just kind of played it low key and said you know I've been doing I was doing a lot of JavaScript because it was you know applicable in in both paradigms.
2: And it is so hard because you're subjected to that person or persons. And whatever they're going on, going through that day or month or whatever's happening for them, they're (laughs) going to put it on you.
3: I do want to go back to what Jervon said that like most of the times that like I've been in an interview from from either side, um, it's usually like whatever is the... I don't know what the right word to use, like, the, the biggest deal, the worst thing recently, the biggest, like, issue we've had is, like, what you focus on in the interview, which is probably not that person's concern going forward, and that person might not have any experience with that with that issue or not. Um, well, they're probably not going to be working on that. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I just had noticed that on, like, both sides of interviews that, like, people just pull some arbitrary thing out. I guess they have to, Right. Like you need an example to go off of.
2: But if it per- like, yes, the problem might not be the problem they're working on. But if it's sort of in that area, does it make it okay? Like if it's you're interviewing for like a AWS position and you just had an outage and you're asking them that, how you how would you architect this in a different way? <clears throat> but that person how, will be how
3: would you respond to an outage? <laughs> I, I panic and call everybody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you respond to an outage? Is like a fair standard interview question
2: yeah. not responding That not responding, but like how would you guard against it or implement a solution that you know, yeah
1: I mean the thing well I do you I do mean that question in general Jervan, or
2: no I was just kind of defending the person pulling out the most recent uh, problem they've had as the interview yeah. question or,
1: yeah but f- I mean well yeah because there are minds on it I think though that can cause some bias though because especially if, well, if they fix the issue, hopefully <laughs> they're
2: gonna want their solution,
1: right? Yeah. They're gonna like they're gonna have super well researched this. That's the thing when you when you said that question, I was like the, most of these things have right answers. Like what happens when you go to Google.com has a right answer, and like a lot of these architecture questions, like design Bitly, like a simple Bitly architecture for a naive implementation. These all have correct answers and so there's probably like there's a correct answer for an AWS although it would depend on what service an AWS outage uh, we would talk about regions I guess when and... interviewing
2: someone I don't really look for the right answer maybe I do but I usually tend to argue I think people always say and... that
1: they people yeah. say that they don't and I think that's bullshit mm. I think they look for the right answer because if someone you know you know, like, I don't, don't necessarily like, want to... I don't want to necessarily work with the person who's like, comes up with, like, the most clever, like, edge case solution <laughs> to the problem. I want the one that's, like, the one that we understand that we can implement,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which means it is, like, the right answer. It doesn't mean that there's not multiple right answers, but there yeah. are right answers.
3: This is... People probably have seen this on GitHub before, but when I was interviewing for my current position um, at um, HashiCorp, uh, Paul Hinsey was interviewing me, who's... Um, still still works there really cool person uh he's finzy on twitter p-h-i-n-n-z-e um he asked me when you type in a web address into a browser and hit enter what happens and i gave him like what i thought happened um but he said that he liked asking that question a lot because everybody has a different answer and they'll choose to focus on like a different part of like all the things that are happening um I, I have a, like, system engineering and networking background, so I was going over, like, the packets in, like, TCP. And he said some people go over, like, vastly different areas of, like, what happens when you go to a web page.
2: So it kind of shows you what parts you're excited about or you know the most about, kind
3: of? Yeah, not, I wouldn't say excited about but, yeah, like, you're in your head, yeah. like, what you think happens.
2: I would say first my computer beach balls because I have so many tabs <laughs> open.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can go down to, like, what the hardware of your keyboard is doing
3: yeah you could i did not go down that far (laughs) and the follow-up question is what about https and i was like something something tunneling
1: (laughs) my answer would be there would be something something handshake
3: yeah i did i did say the word handshake too
1: yeah as long as you say the word handshake (laughs) then you get that question right it takes surprisingly long to do a tcp or to do a tls handshake that's like long like
3: time or like a lot of like back and forth
1: it can take a. I. I was. We were doing some experimentation with it, and we saw it take up to like twenty milliseconds, which is, I guess, maybe you would think that's not that much time, but like on the internet, that's kind of yeah. It's, I mean, that's longer than I would think. Yeah, you're right. That's literally just making the connection. That's because you have to do the hey, hey, oh, hey back. Okay, okay, <laughs> cool. Now, now we've established a connection. Great, but that handshake takes longer than you think.
3: Have any of you used Let's Encrypt? This is not job-related, by the way.
1: I I want to. Have you?
3: Heroku has it built in. It's called, <laughs> well, I want to do it myself. Call, they call it automatic certificate point. management. So hmm. you just put it in the Do they charge domains. you for it? <laughs> no, it's free. <laughs> okay, good. If you have a paid dino, right? Yeah, but I mean, if you have anything that you're... Yeah. yeah, so If you have a paid dino, which is the non-free one, which I think started at like $9 a month, $7 a month... Um, you just tell them whatever domains you're gonna point at it, and then you do heroku uh, certs colon auto, condo uh, colon enable, and then it will just go make a certificate for that domain and put it on there. And um, one of our ops people was like, looked at, looked at the certificate it generated and was like, not bad. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I, I had on my on our on our schedule for this project like, oh, SSL will take me like, I don't know, probably at least a day to like get a certificate and put it on all the servers, places that I need it. Uh, and it took me like I don't know five minutes. It's great.
1: <laughs> so okay, wait. This was with Let's Encrypt or not with with something else?
3: It, so Heroku uses Let's Encrypt to issue the certificate. Ah ah. Um, and I think Let's Encrypt. I don't I don't know much about it, but I think they um they provide like short certificates that you're expected to renew quite frequently. If I understand. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just offer any certificate you wanna you wanna generate, but
1: i think there's kind um, of, i think they added an an automatic renewal type thing
3: but your but your server software somewhere needs to like needs a new cert. replace it yeah yeah so like heroku has it and amazon has a similar like automated certificate thing but it's not through let's encrypt it's, it's their own certificate thing and you cannot do it via an api you need to like request it and they send you an email and then you click it and then so it is therefore not terraformable <laughs> anywho jobs
1: yeah, jabs.
2: So back to being subjected to the person. I think Pam's method or recommended method gets you around that because if you already have an in, you kind of like beat that a little bit, get around it. I mean, it.
1: I think this is like because ultimately what my advice boils down to is that social engineering will get you far. And that's really a lot of it. That the system is not fair, it was never fair and once you get over that then you can play the game how you feel like playing it i think that was that was really a lot of my realization cuz i got very i not necessarily cynical maybe bitter is the right word about realizing after i got into the job market and did all this stuff like for myself and kind of figured out what worked and what didn't that a lot of and i still see this constantly like people people got jobs because their dad or their, you know, aunt or something gets them a job. Like, there was an entire internship program at Evil Corp that was because some executive needs something for their high school kids' friends to do for the summer, and I'm not kidding about that. Like, it's all garbage. It is all bullshit, and you should take any advantage that you can get. Because, unfortunately, you know, capitalism and stuff, like, (laughs) you you, you probably want a job because you probably want to pay rent. So...
0: I don't know the last time I had a job where I didn't know like there was a packet of people where like somebody came on board and they brought like a bunch of their friends.
1: Yes, like it's not it's not fair.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So why like why why act like it's a fair game? It's not a fair game.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of my problem. I I had not put in the energy to like really get the tech scene connections here in Seattle.
1: Yeah, you definitely got to roll through the meetups.
3: Just try remote where your friends are
1: everywhere. <laughs> Your friends are on the internet. The meetups
0: here are so huge. I went to a React meetup, and it was like 200 people, and they had really good food, but the talk Jeez. was bad, and then everyone just left afterwards.
3: <laughs> and then I didn't you go should give the, the food. talk. It's like the opposite of Philly RB. <laughs> <laughs> good talk, ah, bad food. <laughs> what was the talk?
0: Oh, what was the I'm food? I'm to say the what talk. talk say and food? I
3: food. <laughs> yeah, <speaker>. <laughs> oh, the food, food was really food, good. It was like food, catered. Talk. Mm. Catered what?
0: There was like sushi and... What? I don't know fancy. Tell
1: food. us, tell what? us more about the cuisines involved.
3: <laughs> Move to Seattle, you get sushi at your meetups.
1: Uh, well, I mean, we have there has been Comcast sushi at Billy R B.
2: Oh yeah, so Comcast <laughs> sushi is the bomb. It's oh, not yeah?
1: that. I mean, it's a it's one of the better vegetarian options.
2: It's good. I just had it the other day.
3: I was like, wow, I've been missing out, and it's cheap.
0: So, what are your, some of your other favorite interviewing tips?
3: My favorite interviews have been. This is really a tip you don't really control this unless you're giving an interview but um i always feel the most comfortable um you know talking of course and then like live coding like i don't like doing whiteboard things or theoreticals um i like if you ask me like to solve a problem i like i like coding it out and writing it down and um i've done okay on like some whiteboard interviews here and there um but like having the ability to like to you know i'm i'm usually paid to write code and, and to build solutions to problems um so if you want to talk about building solutions to a problem we can do that but if you want to like talk about like how to implement it um i feel much more comfortable actually you know showing you
0: i don't understand why more places don't do that
3: like i, I on
0: other industries we're, we're it could be much yeah. more difficult to get a grasp of like you know the task somebody's going to do but it's like fucking code like it's not that hard like you can just you code know on a computer. and i
1: well, you know, and I know, like I, I somewhat feels, I feel similarly. Like I don't get why pairing interviews aren't more common. But having conducted some, I stopped doing pairing interviews. Um, some people just get flipping terrified. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't get it. I mean, it's like I guess maybe like you, if you don't have any pairing experience, and you just like you aren't comfortable, like being uncomfortable writing code in front of someone else is something that I don't really get. But I also don't have a big Fear of public speaking or anything And I think all of us, you know Like all of us on the podcast are, you know Also kind of self-evident Like we are comfortable saying things in public Um, I don't know It's like that's one that's hard for me to understand But I think it really does just It knocks out a lot of people Uh, Not you (laughs) So I can see why you would want it to go that way But it does knock out a lot of people from the process
2: Well, it's like like working out, right? You're self-conscious about your technique And
3: yeah I. if if you do it i think you need to do it where like the person that's interviewing is using their own computer with their own editor Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um that kind of requires them to already have the environment set up which they might not be comfortable doing from scratch for an interview um if it's like a junior position sometimes um but i think it's really important to maintain like comfort i've seen interviews where like there's like three people like watching over somebody's shoulder as they're as they code by themselves in like a full room of people and that's that's terrifying for anybody
0: i still like that better than whiteboard i had one of those recently yeah it's a whiteboard <laughs> have
2: you watched the google whiteboard uh example
0: no Where what's two, that
2: two google engineers go through solving this problem of how like it's a basically a video on youtube that shows you how to do a whiteboard interview and how google would want you to solve the whiteboard interview <laughs> it was pretty hard no but
1: but it's also i mean that's a good point though it's like it's something that you can study for like if you want a whiteboard job then you study for a whiteboard job like if you wanted to work at facebook you would study for it mm -hmm. and it's not that big a deal
2: there are books on it
1: right there's plenty of books on it there's plenty of exercises there's meetups where you can go and practice in front of other people
2: what what is this oh i've been to one whiteboard interviews meetup yeah
1: I did one because I thought it was fun, and then I think uh, that I thought afterward that it was weird because everyone else there was like interviewing for jobs, and I was like, I just want to solve algorithms on a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun to me. Uh, so, but it, it was a, a meetup in New York. But I mean, it's it's meetups you can organize one. But yeah, you should share that video, Javan. I did sweet
3: Jervon uh, not Jervon Len there's a uh, there's a tech company or two in Seattle that you could interview at that you could probably find some resources for how <laughs> to interview there Amazon <laughs> Amazon where's Redmond is that close to you uh,
0: it's not Redmond it's Washington? not that close but there's a bus that takes you if you aren't a Microsoft employee <laughs> come to see the Microsoft bus. bus
2: Microsoft seems like a cool place to work sure cool stuff comes out of there
3: it seems cooler than it did like five years ago sure I have a friend who works on 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 your your corner of it,
1: like everything
0: I have a friend who works on the Minecraft team
1: See, that's fun. I have a friend doing VR there For Minecraft? Not Minecraft, different VR. Mm -hmm. Although you could do VR with Minecraft, that'd be cool
3: That was a big like I forget what conference it was at but they had like the HoloLens with Minecraft on the stage Was that an E3? I don't know they, sh- they showed like a Minecraft thing with a hololens where there was Minecraft on a table and you could like look at somebody else playing and like get really in close and like dive your head underground. It was pretty cool.
2: So speaking of Microsoft, today was WWDC. Are you all going to put me in and
0: what happened?
1: That's, you, that's... You, you do realize that you meant... Yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Microsoft's WWDC. Uh, no, I, I, uh,
3: know what, I know. I know. But we're talking packed. about big
0: companies and...
3: I'm not going to enumerate all the things. Uh, The things I'm most excited about are, well, let's talk serious and safety first. Uh, Do not disturb while driving hides all of your BS notifications of like, hey, you know, somebody followed you on LinkedIn or, you know, here's a popular tweet. Uh, Those will now be muted while you're driving. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) That's the biggest news. Safety first. Speaker. Uh, oh yeah, there's a speaker coming out. It's really fucking expensive. Isn't um, it a
1: ripoff of Echo or the Google Home?
3: It is. Um, I want one because I use Siri more than well. I don't. <coughs> I don't use Google services except for like Gmail, um, and I don't use any Amazon services except for buying things. So I have no need for like integration with more Amazon. We have an Amazon Echo, and they just added the ability to like send voice messages only to other Echo users which is kind of useless (laughs) um so i would love i would love a speaker powered by siri because that's what my phone is and that would be really nice and if i assume if i had an android phone i would probably want the google home speaker um so i'm really excited to have a siri speaker i am not excited that it seems to be targeted towards audio files um it's 350 dollars um i kept going on and on about how good the uh music sounded but i really don't care the echo hearing it's
2: better than the sonos 3. that's
3: it maybe my <laughs> my bar for like audio quality is like does it not sound like shit um, um the echo sounds fine for listening to music in the kitchen i don't really care
2: i have a lot invested in sonos so i need it <laughs> to not sound as good as sonos <laughs> <laughs>
3: um but yeah i would i would love a serious speaker um i heard Mac you could Pro. pay your friends no i'm at pros yeah Apple pay um, per, person to person.
0: I'm excited about that. I want Apple pay to catch on because I never want to use anything but Apple pay. It's so much easier.
3: <laughs> I already use it at most of the stores that we go to. Um, I am excited for the new Apple watch features. There's a Siri face, which has, um, it's basically like the today view in, um, iPhone or I think I've seen this, like Google do this before and Android with like cards and like shows you your day and it kind of like, Rotates out depending on what the context is. They're going to put that on your watch, which is pretty cool.
0: So, back to our topic. Anyone else have any other yeah. uh, job <laughs> interview <engineering> tips?
1: <laughs> get a I would job say be honest. Get be, be honest.
2: Discounts. Be honest. And say so you don't know something.
0: Oh, yeah. And so you don't know something. Don't try to bullshit when
2: uh, versus, you don't know something. Versus, like, mm, well, maybe it does this.
3: When yeah. I first uh, graduated from computer school, uh, which is like a seven month mcsc program um not like a not like a college school um somebody told me like never tell somebody you don't know something like just say like i'll get back to you so my first con when well, my first contract jobs i was doing like printer support for this giant campus move of this pharmaceutical company and this high up manager i guess came over to me and told me to do something with a printer and i was like sure i'll take care of it <laughs> i had no idea what, what she was talking about um, so I went and figured it out and I did it and then later that day or maybe like the next day she came over to me she's like why didn't you tell me you didn't know anything about that and I was like I somebody told me I never to tell anybody that Um, she's like okay next time you can just tell me you don't know and it will be fine
0: well I think it's important to you know not pretend you know something but actually my biggest tip is to try to not say that you don't know like you know I've sat on both sides of the interviewing table. And normally when I'm interviewing somebody, I just want to know that they know things. I'm not particularly looking to know that, you know, maybe they don't know this. So uh, I usually advise people pivot if they are not super strong on a question and pivot to something that they are more fluent in.
2: My example stems from someone asks me, how does this compare to this thing? And then I thought a good good solution would be well, hey, why don't you explain that to me, and then I can tell you how they uh, are comparable. Not pretend I know what that thing is, and then make up how they compare to each other. And that shows like you can ask questions, and you know, if you did get the answer on Google, you can make an informed decision on what you do know versus just pretending that you know it.
0: Yeah, I think asking questions is really important to make the interviewer seem smart. Uh, and you've allocated like so much time anyway, so you want to fill it up. Uh, and the more time that you're talking is yeah. the less time well, that they have to like maybe probe into an area that you're not as strong in.
1: However, another, well, a social engineering thing is that the more you get them to talk, the happier they are. Right. <laughs> true. So true. the when you ask questions, getting them to talk about things that they're interested in, seeing if you can get, you know, their serotonin to fire because you talk about something that they like, that they find interesting. And then they like you, and people <laughs> hire people they like.
2: This is sort of unrelated, uh, but my friend was Googling, was looking up uh, ways em- employers or interviewers try to get information about you, like, do you have a family or something like that, because they can't ask you those things, but they'll ask, like, questions around it, like, how was your weekend, What do you do anything fun? Oh, and, and then, then if
1: you so choose to volunteer, it's up to you.
2: Yeah. Are you willing to work twelve-hour days? <laughs> Companies are evil. It turns
1: out <laughs> surprises no one. Hopefully,
2: has any of you gotten a job without an interview? Like you were able to just.
1: Um... This one might have been no interview. Like I don't know. It was coffee and then a phone call.
0: I got contracting gigs without an interview.
1: Oh yeah, contracting. No problem.
3: That's a different thing. They're they're hiring you. They're like, yeah.
1: You know, but it is so weird how different it is that getting a, a like gigging is so much different Dicking. than getting a full time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That people like people treat full time like you're marrying each other, and gigging, even though it can easily turn into a very long relationship, is like eh, whatever. Like
3: they're just a contractor.
1: Yeah, like I've interviewed roommates harder than some people <laughs> interview contractors. Like, will you wash the dishes? <laughs> Like,
2: I watched Justin interview once. You did you interview, interview Justin? I did not interview Justin. Justin was interviewing at the, a company that was in the same space that I was in. And I was oh, like, for Who is this guy? Mm, Talking about Vim and Bubbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did a good job. You got the job.
3: That was in October 2012. <laughs> As I have my resume pulled up on the screen right now. <laughs>
0: So I want to do one last one. I uh, actually seek some advice for this one. I don't want to spend the whole episode on, on lens gripes for jobs he didn't get in 2017. <laughs> but uh, I did a tech interview at this place and I thought it went pretty well. And this was actually through a recruiter. And the recruiter told me, you know, they like you, but they're a little concerned that you're not that interested in the company. And I mean, I asked about their product. I, I I don't know what I did wrong. Uh, And then I had another interview, another...
1: You shouldn't have asked about the product. You should have already known.
0: It was like a CRM software. Like, I don't know how much more excited I could be about the CRM space. Like, oh, I grew up with CRM posters on the ceiling when I was a teenager. Uh,
1: (sighs) I've heard that band.
0: So yeah, so they rejected me and they said that, you know, I was too focused on technology and not excited enough about their business.
2: Do you think the recruiter confused... Their business with their stack or were you excited about the
0: stack no 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 they doubt they literally said i was too excited about the stack which was like okay like rails react elixir and i didn't care enough about the product which was crm software
1: why would you give a shit <laughs> like i don't even know how you would pretend to that's
0: what i'm wondering Maybe that's one
2: of those things where like they wanted more questions from you about maybe their business model. Or... The
1: only the only thing I can think of is that you like you have to talk about how they impact their customers.
0: Well, I even did after I got that first feedback from the recruiter, I, I told them that I thought it was really interesting and motivating that they No,
1: you were already you were already in the yeah. hole. So you were screwed. You were, it didn't matter what you said Shit. next. You know, it's yeah, it's like
0: it's it's so good that you dog food it because you know I've dealt with companies that have been so far I mean, removed from the customers and you know it's really good that you are your own
2: customer. Right. One like, way to beat that is just like use the app before you go to the interview and then maybe. But sometimes you can't.
1: Like if it's like this CRM stuff, like it's like okay, start making sales on my own. but you
2: could probably get a, like a trial account and just log in, poke around, make up some lies about how you. I just said don't lie, but. <laughs> you make up something about what you liked about it and, you know, all right, it's really fast. I bet your customers really benefit from... Uh,
0: Javon, I'm not sure you were being honest about being honest before.
2: <laughs> Social engineering. But that's also one of those things that it's up to the person to interpret your excitement to their product.
0: So what are some pitfalls in interviewing that you've seen?
2: When you say pitfalls, what do you mean? Like from mistakes we've made
0: interview mistakes you've made or, or seen mistake. other people make
1: mistakes were made <laughs>
2: huh? talking trash on your past employers
1: mm. yeah it's, it's
3: that's kind of true of like any situation but yeah i guess extra for interviewing don't if you're in a bad situation, like don't just talk There's about it. There's no that. need Everybody. to
1: expand about it. You just have to yeah. move on from it. Because also just it's, it's focusing on job. negative things and yeah. you don't want to attach negative things to your conversation.
0: So how do you deal with that? You want
1: positive, happy things. How do you
0: deal that, with that if it comes up? If you didn't leave an employer on good terms, how do you uh, address that? Any questions about that employer?
1: That's a, that's a great one to practice the answer to. Like, oh, why are you looking for a new position? Why did you leave your last job? Oh, I've practiced this with you know, with my friends multiple times. And here's the answer that I give. It lasts approximately 15 to 20 seconds and then it satisfies the question. Like you don't, you don't dwell on it. It's always some sort of bullshit about you.
2: Career growth.
3: Mm. Career growth. (laughs) They were going in a
1: different, reorgs are always a good excuse if it's big enough. If it's a big enough company. (laughs) Yeah, that's true for startups.
2: We pivoted.
1: The product went in a direction that I... I wasn't on board with that's also those are good ones because then that makes you look like you care uh i was spending all my time working on this particular thing and i wanted to uh expand my breasts into this section i mean you have so much experience that you wouldn't have that as an answer probably but for what
0: answer did you give len i don't know if i've had any really bad employer situations so i was just asking good answer except for the job that I had for a day that's not on my resume
3: what was that I mean what was it a programming jobs so oh, actually
0: it was one of the reasons I, I uh, stopped trusting recruiters because they just basically told me lies and I came in and it was oh. terrible and I couldn't go back
3: I didn't know if this was like I walked out a pizza shop for a day
0: but that's one of my other uh, interviewing tips is if you actually if you uh, are unsure about anything just make sure you know what you're getting into look at the like what the Joel Spolsky like developer happiness test and just ask a lot of questions and uh, especially if you have been set up from a recruiter. Uh, do you not believe anything that they told you?
3: Yeah. Do you think it matters like to, I've heard of recruiters modifying your resume and then sending it to, to a company. Like, should you ask for the resume that the recruiter gave them?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had that happen to me at, at an interview. I got asked about like my Java background, my Java experience that my recruiter put on my resume. <laughs> and then I gave it, they handed me over and it had the recruiter's logo on the header and it was Most of my resume, but then they just added a bunch of Java experience that I didn't have.
2: Yes, I've seen that too. They also give you a test and send the test results to the employer. It's like a three-page result, and
0: you have to go through it. All right, what's this? So yeah, I send a PDF to make it a little harder.
2: But you know they could just copy and paste it into a Word doc and then...
0: I mean, I know, I just want to raise the barrier of uh, difficulty there.
2: Any
3: other pitfalls? Pam must have a list. I'm pondering. How about dressing? A dressing? No, a dr- like, like uh, your outfit. What you,
1: your outfit. Oh. That's, I think people worry about that, but it's, I haven't seen someone get that wrong. Just don't, don't
2: wear a Every, suit. Yeah.
1: I don't, whatever. If I don't care if people wear suits. Some people do I I
0: judge you for wearing a suit though.
1: Well, and I think that's dumb, but I mean. I wouldn't
0: say it's, it's, I, don't know. I mean, at least I've not judged people, but. It just made everybody. Or
1: you think you haven't?
0: Sure, but regardless whether or not there's something subconscious when somebody showed up in a suit or not, like it made everybody a little uncomfortable. Like it made them more uncomfortable because we were wearing like uh, t-shirts and, and gross jeans, and he- they were in a suit. So it was just like everyone was like a little less comfortable. And I think the person who was way well, that's overdressed was. That should was- be
2: covered in the pre the pre-interview right like hey please don't wear a suit <laughs> or feel free to wear whatever you want we'll I think be it's I think it's okay for the
1: candidate to ask yeah totally because I mean it's also in the same way that you should know if you're going in for a one hour interview or a six hour you know architecture algorithm marathon you should know like what like just ask about the, the dress code when you ask about all the standard stuff about like where is the office how do I get in who do I say hi to what's the schedule for the day
0: Right, it shows they care about getting requirements right too. How soon do you bring up salary?
1: When you have the offer.
0: When you have the offer, so you could yeah. go through yeah, sixteen gone, like, through hours. Like- yeah, good.
3: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, have you ever gone like through like a-, a lot of interviewing and discussions and then gotten to the end and being like, "Whoa, we're like not even in the same ballpark." <laughs>
1: It's never been that much to get to that point. Mm. Like I have gotten to that point where it was literally 50% of what I expected them to say. And then I was then I asked my my mentor what I should do, and they told me to send them an email because they were like don't even waste time by getting them on a phone call since they load body you so bad. So I just sent them an email and was like, that's interesting. Here's how much I'm worth. Uh let me know. <laughs> And they were like, oh, we'll get back to you after the weekend. And obviously, they didn't, but whatever. (laughs) Like, I don't want to work for them. I mean, I think that there's also something to be said for skunking around beforehand to try and figure out what you might be able to expect out of that company. Yeah. Depending on uh, various things that you can find out about who's worked there in the past, uh, who's currently working there, talking to them about what they make or what they made anything like a non-profit you can actually open like go get their 990 and see what people are getting paid any government organizations you can look that up government contractors you can sometimes look that up
2: is Glassdoor a good reliable uh, solution for that Or i was just gonna say i mean that.
1: it can give you a ballpark i think it's like if you if you really just want the ballpark of you know kind of what you were saying justin of the like should we even bother talking that's probably fine It's one of those things, though. There are people who have weird incentives about Glassdoor. They either have an like it's it's like not even like Yelp. It's worse because it's you only review if it was like because someone from marketing told you to, or because you had a bad experience. I just I don't know people who make part of leaving a company writing Glassdoor as part of their routine.
0: (laughs) I I didn't apply to a job because I looked at Glassdoor and it seemed ridiculously low.
1: Yeah, that was probably a good move.
3: Glassdoors iOS app is terrible. It must be React Native.
1: What do you uh, even have an uh, app for? Like, how often are you like, I need to look up Glassdoor.
3: I don't know. If I, only I, there were I,
1: a, a native compiled experience ready to go. <laughs> like, I have a like lot like of apps I
3: never use. Um, <laughs> what I do is I, I pull down the Siri search and I type in Glassdoor and it's like, hey, you already have this installed. <laughs> do you want to open it? I'm like, sure. It's just website, it's Glassdoor.
0: Well, I think Glassdoor has job postings, today. too, and the app can give you notifications.
3: Well, they got to make
1: money. Mm, yeah.
3: Comcast, Javon Derry. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Two stars.
3: <laughs> HR, i never
0: said anything, <laughs> if you're listening. And my last pitfall is uh, make sure, in whatever languages you are uh, interviewing in, that you're prepared to start a project. Like I've seen a lot of people who, like, you know, they work at a company for four years and they're just in that code base They don't really know how to like start a project and then
2: if not you could also you could also clone the codiceed seed yeah. and start from there